0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 253 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matora.
1: Right off the bat, Greg, I'm going to have to ask you for a favor. Uh-oh. And, and, and you know no, <laughs> But you, you probably already know what it is.
0: I don't have a clue.
1: Well, I mean, well, well as soon as I say it. So, obviously, I don't have uh nintendo switch online account Uh so i'm gonna need my the best host in the business to order his co-host the n64 controller and of course i'm gonna break you off that chatter for that controller
0: uh if i'm allowed to order two sure i don't know if it's like one per
1: i I didn't i didn't read anywhere i did double check that i didn't read anywhere it's like that so i think we're okay
0: if if it's not, I'll buy mine and then log right back in and buy a second one. If not, I'll try to buy two. But yes, I will one hundred percent. Yeah. Why don't you just make an online account? Like,
1: uh, yo, you like, got you can't the oven for you sticking to turkey. What, you know are, are you? S-
0: are they saying you just need a Nintendo account or an actual NSO I, twenty dollars membership?
1: I I believe you need an NSO twenty dollars membership and account.
0: I've never heard that before. What?
1: Yeah, I I saw that on the. Or, or something on nintendo that someone said oh if you don't have this you can't get it it's like oh i mean what how many friends are going to get it for people and i was like oh shit i'm all in right, trouble yeah
0: I'll, I'll take a look at it i'll i'll read the fine print and then if if necessary yeah your boy will hook you up
1: all right that's all i need to all right it's the end of the podcast have a great day everybody the juice will be running on that three points <laughs> i would have paid off in full i don't let to do shit uh,
0: it's been a fun week everybody we appreciate you hanging in there for episode 252 we dropped that one quick we got the nintendo direct pop apparently so to all the new listeners that we got welcome to the podcast this is your first non-nintendo direct please don't turn it off uh, we promise to be just as good thank you to everybody who tuned in last week it was our biggest episode since the last direct so uh people seem to like those
1: uh, we like, got a big shift, Rex.
0: Yeah, oh, really? I know. We got a big show for you tonight. We got our picks of the week, and I'm going to throw Sam a curveball with my pick of the week. He's uh, he's gonna,
1: dude. I I have like. <laughs> maybe 15 things on the list. By the time I get to it, I'm going to forget what the hell I even watched. It's a shit show over here right now.
0: My friend, I'm going to do something that you're simultaneously going to love and hate when it comes to my pick of the week. Then we have trivia. It is 12 for me, 10 and a half for Sam. I have a chance to win the trivia challenge tonight and take a commanding four to two lead all time in the series. But We'll get to that when we get to it. Instead of going into movies and TV and gaming tonight, we're going to start with a recap of... Which was the Netflix digital showcase over the weekend. Think of it like the DC Fandom or E3, but specifically for Netflix. Uh, and the reason we're not doing that in a specific place is because there was some movie stuff and there was some TV stuff. So we're just going to lead the show off if with that. Netflix
1: went off. I'm going to be honest.
0: They did. And, and we have... I have no... Uh, I have no bandwidth to be able to get every single thing that happened, but the biggest thing and the biggest stuff, I do have recapped in my notes, so we'll go over that. Um, and then no TV section tonight, basically because of Turin, so, uh which, if you don't know, is the sound Netflix makes when it boots up. People were like, why is it called Titum? I'm like, it's just like, say Tidum. it. It's Toodham. Uh, but then we'll go movies where we have review, review, review. Many Saints in Newark, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, uh, No Time to Die, the 007 movie that's been delayed about 007 times. Uh, and then uh, a little bit of Rocky news before Sam takes over in gaming, where we're going to celebrate the Nintendo 64's 25th birthday. We're also going to talk about Pokemon BDSP and Legends Arceus, BDSP, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, the Gen 4 remakes hitting this November. We're going to talk a little bit about Super Smash Brothers. We're going to talk a little bit about PlayStation. We got a lot of PlayStation news. As a matter of fact, a little Game Pass news and a little Game Awards news a quick story about Super Nintendo World. Sam will hit us with a weekly WADA, and we'll get on out of here. But let's start where we customarily do with our
1: picks of the week. Pick of the week this week is Batman The Long Halloween Part 2. It did not disappoint. Obviously, everyone that I've talked to absolutely loved it. I think the first one is, I think actually they both have a 100% audience rating, um, both 1 and 2. They dedicated the film to Naya Riviera. It was obviously uh, her last final film role. That was nice touch by them. Um, I heard that they're going to release a combined version in 2022 of because obviously it was released to, uh, like a month apart. So they're just going to put it in one Blu-ray. They usually kind of do this to try to make that extra buck. But I actually kind of like it broken up like they're both like 87 minutes, so it's like yeah to, to watch, you know, a little over two hours. Yeah, like, eh, I, I don't mind it like having it like this. But this shares the continuity with Superman, Man of Tomorrow, and the Justice Society World War II. Um, just like I said from the first one, I mean the cast: Jensen Ackles is Batman; he didn't disappoint. But I, I, I would say, like my favorite out of everyone is Josh Dumal as Two Face Harvey Dent. I, I, I think he's absolutely brilliant. I, I really hope he kind of comes back to Gotham and just kind of keeps playing Two Face Harvey Dent because I, I, really think he's he's got it down pat. Uh, David Dossettin he's he, he's always good, and Troy Baker is the Joker. We already know where. We stand with him, but it, it, again, it it's it's straight a little bit differently than the book from uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim, Tim Sale. But I kind of like what they did. This kind of takes place three months after the first part. So if you remember the ending of the first part, Poison Ivy has control of Superman and and Bruce Wayne. So basically, Bruce loses half of his his fortune because now it's under Falcone, and again, holiday murders. You get Batman's robe, you get, you know, Mad Hatter, you get the Penguin, Solomon Grundy, Joker, Calendar Man, everyone's in it. If you love Gotham, you love Batman, I know if you saw the first one, you're definitely not going to want to miss Batman The Long Halloween Part 2.
0: Sam, I told you before the, well, I told you just a minute ago that you're going to simultaneously love and hate my pick of the week. And that's because for the first time ever, I got picks of the week. Uh, I couldn't decide, and I refused to. Uh, simple as that. Number one, they are timely. I have to do them now, or they're going to be irrelevant. And number two, there's a there's one in there that I think you're really going to like that I didn't want to skip. So I couldn't decide. Do I do game? Do I, go to, do I do TV series, or do I do movie? And I'm going to do one of each, and I'm going to go fast. But I got three picks of the week for you people. If you like TV, you're going to be happy. Movies, you're going to be happy. Gaming, probably not, but that's okay. The movie, we'll start there. I saw Free Guy. And I absolutely loved it. Um, Ryan Reynolds, he's an NPC in a video game. And hijinks ensue. I don't want to give away spoilers for any of these. That's why I'm going to go fast. It was really funny. It was actually a lot more vulgar than
1: I thought. So did the, 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 the second part drop away like, most, like the review said?
0: Uh, it totally loses itself in the second half. Absolutely, okay, so 100%. Okay. But that first hour is so much fun.
1: I mean, that's what the review said. The first hour, it's a, it's one of the, it's a great movie.
0: It is. And that's why it's stuck as my pick of the week. It will not be on my list at the end of the year. It will not make any movies of the year list. It won't have all these accolades because it really, gr- like, I won't say grinds to a halt, but it kind of loses itself. It becomes bigger than it needs to be. If they made it more simple, I really feel like it, they could have. Uh, well, and I, I believe we're getting
1: a sequel. So it, there you it, go. <laughs> it,
0: it does kind of lend itself to it. Yeah. Um, but again, as as giving away means. spoilers um, there's Taika Watiti plays a villain who makes a video game who steals code. And the whole goal is to, for these two characters outside the video game world to get their code because, uh, of they, they think it's theirs and it shouldn't be in the game. So it's, it's a fun first hour. It loses itself a bit, but I liked it a lot. That's one. So free guy would recommend a watch if nothing else. It's got some laughs and it's pretty cool. How like if you're a video game fan, watch the background of the characters that like do things that you would see in video games. It's really fun. Like Some dudes just jumping all the time because people like to jump around the city in open world games. It's it's just fun. The second one is the video game, and this is extremely timely. I told myself I was going to go back and play all of the Metroid games leading up to Metroid Dread, and just one stands out above the rest. Super Metroid is just a goddamn gem. Mm. 1994, Super Nintendo, might be even 93, I can't remember, Super Nintendo. I never beat it. And now I have, and it was so worth the 20 something year wait that I had to endure because I never really got into Metroid games until I would say I got into speedrunning Cause I think that's a fantastic speed run. So it's only been about four to five years since I've been into Metroid games. So, uh, I played it on the Nintendo switch online, the super Nintendo. So I played it on my switch and it was just a perfect little place for it. I loved it a lot. I'm sure a lot of you out there have played and beaten Super Metroid. If not, boy, howdy. It's that good. It's one of the greatest games of all time. Mark that shit. And then the one I want to spend the most time on, if I had to pick one, this would probably be my pick of the week, but it's the start of spooky season. We're right on the cusp of October. We're right on the cusp of Halloween. And so what did I do? I watched a spooky mini series on Netflix that just dropped. Everyone's raving about it, and I uh, have to too. Midnight, Midnight Mass, yeah, there it is. Midnight Mass is really good. Um, you got QB one, Matt Saracen is in it. Uh, I can't remember his actual name. You have, well, you know what? Let me just pull it up real quick because I've been IMD being the shit out of it lately and doing ending explains and googling it all crazy because it really leaves you thinking. Uh, Zach uh, Zach Gilford, Kate Siegel. Uh, who's the priest? Who I really loved. He is. Oh man, you would know him from a bunch of shit. Where the hell is, uh, uh, Hamish Linklater. Hamish Linklater, you would absolutely know him from a bunch of stuff. But I digress, man. It was it was just really, really, really good. It. If I said anything about the plot, it would spoil it. So just here we go. Something happens immediately to the main character, which. Sends him to jail. He gets out of jail and has to go home. That home is an island, thirty miles off of New York, where it's just a just hundred, an island.
1: You know, about a hundred
0: people. A very small. I'm talking like a hundred people island. Very small community, Crockett Island. He goes home uh, and tries to find religion. And you have to kind of endure the first two episodes. They are very heavy um, in, in plot.
1: Endure in, is not a good start it's they're very
0: heavy in plot. And this whole series is very dialogue heavy. Like you can't look at your phone. Every sentence matters. They all come like, it'll feel like something they said in episode one, randomly will come back in episode six and pay off huge dividends. So you really got to pay attention to that, but it was worth it. It's pretty spooky. It's not scary. It's not like, Oh my gosh, I can't look avert my eyes type deal. Um, that's not the type Mike Flanagan wrote, directed he wrote it over the course of a decade this is the same guy who did the haunting on hill house and the haunting of bly manor netflix huge you know uh, horror series over the past couple of years so it comes from an acclaimed, up-and-coming horror you know i guess up-and-coming icon right now the way he's been and it's more atmospheric horror it's more storytelling horror and almost tension and it goes to a place you didn't expect and if you get grossed out by like animals and kids don't they're they're all fucked Let's just say that. So um, they pull no punches in their gore and it was just brilliant. And it stuck with us. Like we're, we're still talking about it. We're still thinking about it. And it was really, really good. So midnight mass, you're hearing everybody talk about it. It's completely worth the hype and uh, you got to go watch it. It's on Netflix. Happy spooky season. Everyone let's kick some trivia's ass. 12 and a half for me, 10 for you. I could win tonight. I'm going to give you the question. Help see if you can kind of get back into it. What you got? <clears throat> the Nintendo 64 is Nintendo's blank best-selling console. What number?
1: 64 is Nintendo's
0: blank best-selling console.
1: The first, fifth, seventh, ten. Yeah, tenth. yeah. I'm, think, I'm trying to think who's who Trump's. Uh, let's go three.
0: Incorrect. The eighth. Jesus Would you believe Christ. that? Did it, you uh, know the N sixty four only sold thirty-two million units?
1: I I can't I dude, I don't even I, when, I, just, I don't even know what I was thinking.
0: When the PlayStation One sold a hundred, like the N sixty four is i guess, it's not rare, I guess. You know, the Wii U at 14 million will one day be rare. But like you think about how common N sixty fours are, but there was only thirty two million sold. So like there's only thirty two million out in the wild, and it's just wild to think that. And uh only 32 million sold yeah uh, wow. you know the DS the 3DS the Switch the Wii the NES the Super NES and the Game Boy I, if i just name seven they all outsold the N64 and then right under that was the GameCube so at 21 million so yeah there's there's a pretty good one eighth best seller out of Nintendo even though it's like the most cherished or one of yeah.
1: I brought you two questions one i i Thank you, asked So I'm going to skip it. So the other one just is you're just you're going to ask for the question. All you need is a half a point, so you have a I'm, 25% shot. I'm going to do
0: it right. If I know it, I'll say it. If not, I'll... you have a
1: 25% shot. What is Steve Rogers' middle name? Oh, I don't know. You have a 25% shot, like I said. You ready? Yeah. A Grant, B William, C Benjamin, D Justice. Oh
0: God, I don't
1: know.
0: uh Can you say him again?
1: A. Grant, B. William, C. Benjamin, D. Justice.
0: Steve Benjamin Rogers, Steve Justice Rogers. I like that one. Steve Grant Rogers, and Steve... William. William Rogers. Good old Steve Bill. Um, I feel like Justice is out. Let's just go... Did you say William? Is that one of the choices? Yeah, William's B. Sure, let's go with that.
1: Incorrect, it is Grant. Grant,
0: Stephen Grant Rogers,
1: SJR. Is, is there? All right. I, I survive another week. You
0: survive another week on to 254, but on to the Netflix uh, big old fashioned digital showcase over the weekend. And like we said, not, not going to go over everything, but I have a list of like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like ten things or so that we'll just go over pretty quickly. Uh, we'll start with The Witcher. The Witcher has been renewed for season three. It's getting another spin off animated series and like another kids' series. They're going to make a Witcher universe here. This is just the start of all the Witcher goodness.
1: Yeah, I still got to see that animated Witcher movie. I'm, I'm still slacking on that. I mean, there shouldn't be a surprise for a season three considering how much money they dumped into this show. So it's good it's good to see if they have faith on it before season two dropped.
0: Yeah, and that is a good point to bring up is that this is all before season two drops. So we got a lot of good stuff happening in the world of the Witcher. And like I said, it's just this is just getting started. Uh you got a kids show coming. I don't even know what the hell a kid's witcher show could even be
1: basically. <laughs> doesn't even look like. <laughs>
0: like would there be like <laughs> almost nudity? Pro- weird-
1: like what what's going on there? Oh, I was gonna say if it follows the girl or something like that. Potentially, you know. Maybe, you know.
0: I don't know. You've I've I tried The Witcher. I gave up like two episodes. Which, which I'm sad about? You gave it a full shot, so I don't know. Maybe I, I enjoyed it. You're more apt for to God know.
1: For a guy who didn't play the games, I enjoyed the show.
0: But the, the show is on the books. <laughs> it's not about the games, so like it doesn't matter if you have played the games. And I played some of The Witcher three, and I just wasn't compelled to watch it. And Henry Cavill's fine. I'm sure. Maybe you know. I'll get to it. I'm watching C right now. I kind of dig that. That's. Looks that's good. Kinda, it's kind of cool. Uh, Dave Batista is not fun to watch in that show, but that's okay. Uh, and then Sex Education renewed for season four under the radar show, but one of my favorites season three. Uh, I'm just wrapping up. I got one episode left. Is that just dropped last week? Great to know that Mordale will be back for season four. Uh, if you haven't ever watched Sex Education, you got to watch it. It's funny as shit. Good show right out of Britain. Then we got First Looks and Trailers for a bunch of things. Let's start with something that we both cannot wait for. 14 episodes, two parts they're going to drop in seven episode chunks. What'd you think of that first look in I guess in show footage of Ozark season 4.
1: Oh, and it looks like that literally happens right after the the finale.
0: Yeah, it looks like it picks up just minutes
1: after. Yeah. Oh, and I actually forgot, I text you, I forgot that it was going to be in two parts of seven episodes, I actually got really excited about that, I'm just, twenty. like we said before, 2022 is going to be a banger year for, for everything, games, TV, movies, I can't wait. Uh, what'd
0: you, without, you know, we don't want to spoil three, but what did you think of, of the actual first look that we got?
1: I mean, it, it, they literally took you, it, it's the first scene of, we're probably going to show from the episode, so t- I love that they're... Cause it ended on a what the f moment. So to literally come as their, let's just are wiping blood of said person off their body. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am just ready to dive back into Ozark. I,
0: I think I saw some brain matter. Um oh, there was yeah.
1: there was a whole bunch of shit. We
0: won't tell you who that is, but things are wild in in. Uh, well, no, it, I, it, even, it, it, I don't even want to say the place that they're at because oh, you can't, can't give it away. you can't
1: say nothing. That's it. Nah.
0: But it looked really good. It looked like more Ozark. Um, I wasn't huge on season three. I thought it was actually the weakest season. Um, And I told you, every show goes to the place where they're at. and It's just like, we can we we not get a single show that goes to this one place in the world. But whatever, Uh, it it looks like it might redeem itself in the minute and a half that we got. I'm really excited for this. They didn't give us a date. They just told us, hey, remember, two seven parts, uh, two seven episode parts. I would hope that there's only like three months separating that. You don't want to lose that hype, especially oh, if episode no. seven's not good. So uh this is it. This is the final, by the way. If you didn't know, this is the final season of Ozark. These are the last 14 episodes. So catch up now. Three full seasons uh before we go into season four next year. Oh. I'm ready. Stranger Things Four got its big first real teaser. It's been teased. There was 50 seconds here a minute here some weird shit and like i uh, don't know
1: what's going on
0: in a day this this also threw us for a loop here season four got its teaser what'd you think i
1: i I don't know what's going on but obviously i'm here for it because it's stranger things well that
0: house the um oh my god who got cast as someone got cast a huge actor got cast in a major role as an old man and that old man Was the younger guy in the in the teaser with the family? He was the dad of the family. Oh, so so you know that? Yeah, you know that he. Man, the thing with the cool thing with the Stranger Things teaser is it doesn't have anything to do with the past season. So like, we don't necessarily have to spoil anything. You could tell that the the dad kills his whole family. I was going to say
1: the the kids growing up. Oh my god, yeah, dude, they're they're all tall as shit now. They look so kids.
0: (laughs) Dude, the one dude the the one dude's like yo yeah, oh we're here now and i'm like okay this is what <laughs> happens when covid delays shit kids the old get a
1: ball bag drop
0: we've said this for since covid started it's like the impact that these this type of show has is rough uh because Kids get older. It's not Old like older, an older right? actress, that, actress.
1: That or they have to be like, fast forward a year or two years. You know what I mean? Sure.
0: Yeah, they're, they'll see the thing is, they're probably going to be fucking with time a lot to kind of cover that up a little bit. You saw the TikTok grandfather clock. That in that house will probably play a big role in going to the upside down. Maybe. Uh, You know, because the clock survived into the Upside Down. So whether they can turn back time, whether that clock is the portal to get to the Upside Down, that big grandfather clock is going to play a big role. I'm trying to remember who was cast in that old man role who clearly is the guy who most likely, I mean, most likely killed his family and maybe as the spirit is stuck in the house or maybe he still lives in the house and then the kids go visit the house and weird shit starts to happen. And I I don't know what that situation is going to look like, but there wasn't anything about Hopper, nothing about the parents. No, this was focused strictly on the kids and this random family from back in time. And it's just stranger things is, could be also kind of getting its own universe. There was hints from Netflix executives that uh, stranger things might be getting a spinoff or two, uh, is this a universe you want to continue to explore in offshoot kind of ways? Or do you, are you just good with wrapping this show up in the next couple of years and moving forward?
1: I, I, would they say that it was only supposed to go five or six seasons? So I think that's the perfect, uh, oh, and were you talking about, was it Robert Ungling, Engling?
0: Yeah. The guy who played Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. What was, did you catch, did you catch the name of his character? Begins with Victor Creel. Thank you. The, the Creel house was the name of the teaser. So yeah. Thank you very, very much. Um, this is a thing where I, I'd welcome spinoffs, but like, look at season two, episode seven. They tried to start to get us there already with that weird offshoot episode of 11 with and seven. It and it flopped. And I went back and I watched it again without the vim and vigor and vitriol that I it had for it. It was just okay at the absolute best. Yeah. It, it, it's just the weakest episode of the series. There's no doubt about that in my mind. And I think that maybe just maybe they would have learned and said, okay, like let's just back off. Let's just keep it on the kids. Now they could go different places in four where maybe there's more interesting side characters we'd want to see. But if you're going to go back to that 11 thing with that group of kids, I'm kind of out on that. We got a glimpse. I had enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I agree. Uh, We got the opening theme and kind of intro movie for cowboy bebops live action series, which is not too far away. Uh, What'd you think?
1: Oh my god i I am so freaking ready for this show. And it's it's not it's not like identical to the anime like opening, but it's you know it, it's pretty damn close. Like at least him lighting the cigarette starting off was absolute perfect. I yeah, mean, I,
0: I love that touch there. It it's, it's
1: it's at least for me, like it, it's one of the, like the most recognizable intros. Like, as soon as you hear that, like you just dun, 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 like you just know. And I, I think John Cho is going to kill this role. I cannot wait. I just hope we get another season. It's just not just one season and done.
0: I really. Think so too. I think this is gonna be a sleeper hit. I think I really do.
1: Yeah, my, my goal is to I want to rewatch the anime again. Just, I, even though it's 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 a continuation, it's not gonna retell the story of the anime, which I love that it's a continuation. So I just want to get refreshed it's just been a couple years since I, I watched it.
0: I need it too. I I uh, watched it like less than a year ago but I only got 5 episodes in and I just kind of got sidetracked. I got to go back cuz I don't remember a fucking Yeah, and thing. Dude, and,
1: and it's only 25, 26 episodes of the whole like series. 12. Yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're 22 episodes of Pop so you can bang them out.
0: 22 minutes, but yeah.
1: I, <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, my bad.
0: And and just, so it's a very easy easy watch. There's not a lot of filler. In the Cowboy Bebop anime series, so yeah, there might be really,
1: like any anime. There's probably like two or three episodes that might be a little less, you know, less than stellar than the other episodes,
0: right? And and at the end of the day, you can kind of stomach that. Out of twenty-something episodes, you oh, will be fine. It's just yes. not a long commitment of a watch, especially for an anime. So, animes have hundreds and hundreds of episodes. So this one is one of the more digestible ones. I'm excited as hell for that. I really do think it's going to shock a lot of people, and it's, um,
1: it's this freaking year. Oh,
0: that's yeah. the crazy part. Like it just adds to. The laundry list of shows that are going to be in contention for the top three at the end of the year—it's just going to be so hard to get a definitive ranking when we do our annual uh, We Pod Awards. The We Potties—we uh, <laughs> like to potty. Cobra Kai season four got a trailer. It's first official trailer, about a minute and a half. Sam, you're caught up. I'm caught up. I'm excited. This will mark two seasons. Two seasons of Cobra Kai technically in the same calendar year. Season three debuted on January 1st. Season four got a release date December 31st. It's going out on the first and last day of 2021 is how we're going to have our Cobra Kai fix. What do you think of the fourth season trailer for Cobra Kai?
1: I think the fourth season is going to make up for what the third season was. I would agree. The third season was easily the weakest season. Yeah. Um, and I, I did just, just to feel for, I just are, I, I can like already tell that it's better than three. So I'm here. Can't wait.
0: Yeah. It, I think two, three was uh, the, the weakest of the three seasons. I, I just hated how so many plot points were just spoiled for us in the trailers. It just bothered me to no end. And I never got over it. This, I think has um, uh what's the word I'm looking for. It's I got mean- a lot of potential. It's bringing in other villains from the from the movies. Exactly, so,
1: yeah. They tease that.
0: Yeah, yeah. so I'm I'm excited, um, and it's going to be a cool way to end the year. If You know, on New Year's Eve for an hour. I get to watch two or three episodes while the baby's napping.
1: I'm happy. I was gonna say, the best thing they did in season three was they they brought in Elizabeth Shue. That's it. That's the only thing they did that was good.
0: Yeah, when Daniel Larusso goes to Japan, it's like. <sighs> that was a little draggy but then you bring in Elizabeth the shoe and she kind of adds the dynamic of the love triangle and yes, like come so, on. and by the way if you haven't seen the boys she's phenomenal in the boys especially in season one wink wink nudge nudge uh go check that show out we we pretty much talk about that all the time yeah. a couple movies here uh we got our first look at army of thieves Zack Snyder is either writing or producing or it's not as directorial he's not directing it but uh, we got in our first look at Army of Thieves. I skipped this one. I don't really have any interest.
1: Did you? It's following the guy who was basically like uh, he breaks in the safes and it looks like they're r- racing to get, you know, like, I guess it's I don't know. if it, I guess it's his origins or how he got started into safe cracking. And again, I, I still think this world has potential. Um, I, I'm just shocked that it's coming out this fast. I was not expecting it to come out this year. I'm not going to lie, but uh, I'm I'm definitely going to check it out.
0: I'm yeah, pretty much a, a miss for me on this one. I'm just not I'm not there for that one. But we got some other news. Extraction two is bringing back Chris Hemsworth. I love the first extraction. It was a kind yeah. of a sleeper hit last year.
1: What Dude, do you think? I, I agree. It's like what, like the second most viewed fucking movie on Netflix? That's crazy. It's okay. I, I it came out of nowhere. And like, you know, when I went in watching it, everyone already had it on this pedestal. Ah, uh, come on. And then I got that. I was like, God damn, they were right. It was really good.
0: Yeah, these like Gerard Butler style, just shoot 'em up movies aren't normally my thing. And this one uh, s- like snuck up and did a lot for me. I loved it. My wife loved it, too. And again, this was one of those movies that surprised you by the fact that it didn't really pull like hold back anything. It pulled a lot of crazy punches. Oh, God. Yeah, there was there was deaths of minors. It was very crazy. Uh, I don't care about this one. This is Bridgerton. That's more for the
1: ladies. But yeah.
0: uh Bridgerton season two and red notice. Did you take a look at anything about red notice? I oh yeah. That. Oh,
1: red notice, yeah. That was, that looked
0: that was pretty good. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That, dude, it's Ryan Reynolds, the rock. I mean, dude, I I think that's going to be your funny, your action flick. I, I mean, I, dude, on Netflix, I, it's free. Of course I'm going to watch it.
0: Yeah. Uh, all of these things we just talked about. If you missed any of them, go to our Facebook page. They're there now. Any of the first looks, any of the trailers for all the stuff we just talked about, just scroll down to Saturday, was that the uh, the 25th or 26th something like that and you'll find all of it in one spot you can just watch them all in a row if you've missed anything from to but uh let's move off of to it was a big big giant showcase for netflix and let's let's do some reading it's story time with greggy and sam here we got three reviews to read i'm going to start these off these are
1: three important movies
0: well two of them are out now and the other one's coming out what ne- this time next week so in the next week We have these three movies all hitting.
1: And I'm seeing two of them already planned, guaranteed, seeing next week before the pod.
0: Nice. I'm seeing one on Saturday. We're taking Helena to my parents for the night. So we're going to watch one with, with a nice dinner. Uh, we'll still have the baby but it's that's mcdonald's
1: okay. greg relax <laughs>
0: hopefully she can hopefully she can sleep through it we're gonna watch the many saints of newark and that's where we're gonna start here Good. the awesome. many saints of newark gets the italian mafia drama right with dickie moltesanti's narrative at the forefront led by a superb performance by alessandro nivola It's at its best when it's iconic characters going through personal and professional issues, interrogating their moral compasses. It's only uh, when Sopranos creator, David chase and co-writer Lawrence Connor try to add too much to the Soprano's universe within its two hours with new characters and new sticky situations that the film begins to falter a little bit. Still, it has many of the ingredients of what made the original great and should leave nostalgic fans satisfied. Eight. Seven. So a little that, seven, actually.
1: That that's okay. Oh, I, I love that Michael e. Imperioli. He's he's narrating the film. I, oh, nice. I, I freaking love that. And I nice. also read that David Chase has already expressed an interest in producing a sequel to Many Saints. He said, assuming that he could work with former Sopranos writer Terrence Winter. Upon hearing this, Winter replied in a heartbeat, "Absolutely." Be
0: funniest. So. Sh- yeah, I think the funniest part of all these trailers leading up to this movie is. Uh, for like a split second in a kitchen, you see baby Christopher. Yeah, Cri- Christopher Moltisanti. I'm just, I just loved it. I'm like, oh my god, this is super nostalgic. I've been oh, waiting for, for this dude, for a long time,
1: dude. Ray Liotta. I mean, yo, Michael Gandifina. I'm, I'm looking. Joey Coco Diaz great. is in it, right? Oh yeah, he's he plays Lino Buddha Yeah. <laughs> I can't freaking wait. I, I, so I think I'm seeing this either probably Tuesday or Wednesday. I, I That's can't wait.
0: That's great. So next week, look forward to our impressions uh, on many saints of Newark. We'll, we'll keep it spoiler free, but we'll talk about our impressions there. Next movie up venom. Let there be carnage venom. Let there be carnage. Finally pairs venom with Eddie. I'm sorry. Excuse me finally pairs Venom and Eddie with a worthy villain in a story that embraces its weirder side. Andy circus directs a fun action packed sequel that highlights Venom as his own character and features Woody Harrelson and Naomi Harris as breakout villains with excellent chemistry, taking itself less seriously and having just some more fun. It's relatively short runtime is packed densely with plenty of action, character development, and campy humor at the same time. It's a love story about how relationships evolve and learn to grow and trust each other. Venom as a series is working through its growing pains, but it looks like it's uphill
1: from here. Let's go with another seven. It
0: is another seven.
1: I mean, that's about all we, all we need, right? That's I all mean, I need. I need one a of the, six and I'd be happy. So, yeah. One of the best things is like, it's only an hour and a half. For real. Like, it's. Well, in how an refreshing hour. is that?
0: Like. We got so many two and a half hour fucking superhero movies that. Oh, just,
1: dude, oh. To, yo, to hear I, I told you, um, ex, uh, Externals, right? You know, externals Eternals. is over two and a half hours. Eternals, Eternals. is two hours and thirty six minutes. I'm like, goddamn. Yeah, Spider
0: Man seventy five
1: thousand hours. But Spider Man, like, at least like I, I'm hyped for that. Like the internals, like I'm, I'm dreading that. That makes me like not even want to go. It's gonna go. be slow.
0: It's gonna be slow. That movie's gonna it's gonna be really slow for the first hour, hour and a half. I bet it's that movie where it builds its fucking world so long that you're bored of it by the time the action happens. But when the action happens, if you stuck around, I bet it'll be worth it. But that first hour and a half will be a slog. I guarantee.
1: Oh, I'm sure. And I'm interrupts. also I should be seeing this movie also, so I should have both my you know impressions for next week's spot
0: i probably won't buy next week's pod but it will be on the list so i'm looking forward to that i'm Uh, and then again this one is i think october 7th or 8th for this final movie yeah we have to wait so we got to wait for this one but a poor villain and a tired old school super weapon plot threatened to derail daniel craig's final outing as james bond we're talking of course about no time to die luckily the blonde haired and blue-eyed weapon in a suit keeps things steady and emotional as he completes his final mission. The direction is kinetic and frequently beautiful, especially through the fantastic opening act, and the supporting cast is largely great. But this is Craig's film through and through. While Skyfall would have been a better send-off, No Time to Die is nonetheless a showcase for a complex and first-in-class performance from the best James Bond we've ever had.
1: 8-5?
0: You're going to go with a third 7, brother.
1: Oh, I should have. Shit. Okay well well I guess him just praising him at the end for just him being the better bond. Yeah. Um, yeah. I t- I talked to a good buddy on IG who he already saw it, you know, he's in the UK, he got obviously. So he, he said me and him are similar. Casino Royale is our favorite Bond movie. And he and he said he goes honestly Casino it's still my favorite. He said but what they did he he said it's probably the best opening scene they had in his Bond films. But again this movie's 2 hours and 40 minutes. Oh, another one. So another long ass movie, but it's, it's it's his last outing. I I gotta say it, you know. I just I'm I guess I'm gonna have to wait another week.
0: I'm assuming by two fifty five you'll probably have that one. Maybe two fifty six yeah. depends on how long. Um, this is not gonna be on my list. I'm probably never gonna see it. And it, I'm it, being I, honest.
1: I hope people kind of go out like to go out and like to, to, and say, to see Noah Stano Craig's final film because they threw it says budget two hundred fifty to three hundred one million dollars. So they need a nice turnout.
0: And again, it's been delayed more times than we can count. This movie's yeah. been in the can for a long time. It's one of those things that they've been waiting for the right time with theaters and this, they think this is the right time. So support film, go to the theater. You know, I'm not comfortable enough to do that enough for a movie I don't care about. Venom, I kind of am on the fence on that. I'd be like, uh, yeah. okay, kind of waiting for my daughter to get her two month shots before I do anything around big crowds. But. We'll see Venom. I am looking forward to because I, I sneakily like the first one a lot um, of and, these three movies. I would say many saints, Venom and no time to die in that order for me from a hype perspective.
1: And and real quick, I did see that in, they said 2022, they will begin looking for the new bond.
0: Yeah. And it'll be Aaron Paul, uh, the Rocky four directors cut that is coming to theaters, which we've reported on a month or two ago. We'll have forty count them forty minutes of new footage.
1: Like when you think about, like, oh, it's gonna be long as shit. Rocky Four is only an hour and a half, right? And a lot of that might be fight.
0: Like forty minutes, you could see ten of that being fight.
1: Oh, and like every time that Stallone would you know post videos and stuff, it was always like you said they're in the ring. It was him and Drago adding more fight scenes, and he even said he goes, "I said I can't believe we actually cut this much." And you know, and Stallone directed this film. Yeah,
0: it also could be like between rounds when I say fight, it could be like that head game type deal between rounds of oh my god, how am I going to beat this guy? I think I could see a lot more of that too. So there's there's a lot of potential 40 minutes is a long fucking time. Yeah, it's, it's, it, a, it's worth going back to the theater to watch it for that much.
1: And I this it's this is my favorite Rocky movie. So same, I, same. I think. Just to go back to see a young Stallone, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, Dolph Lundgren. I I think I got to see this in the theaters.
0: Yeah, I'm about I'm all about that life, as they say. Uh, this is my favorite Rocky as well. Again, not not much enough for me to get back to theaters, but I have a sneaky suspicion this one will be available like on demand pretty quickly. That's how I watched Free Guy, by the way. It's twenty dollars on Amazon for forty eight hours. So I just we just bought it That's on Amazon. Not bad. Yeah, for real. I mean, it was a rent. I didn't buy it. By it. I think I've only rented it. It's gone now. Uh, but yeah, I I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm looking forward to this Rocky movie. I like four; it's my favorite Rocky movie. I'll probably catch this one, like I said, on demand. I think it's, I think it'll be there relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and of all the Rocky movies, I'm glad that this is the one. I'm glad they're not starting at one and then doing them all. Like let's just get to the best one.
1: Hey, no, dude. I was just gonna say go right to the best and just stop there. Now let me take it over in gaming, and we we got we got a big one, so we got to start with it. Happy 25th birthday to Nintendo 64.
0: And that's where our top three is going to lie tonight. We're going to give our top three favorite
1: things about the N64. It could be features.
0: It could be games. It could be memories. It could be anything at all that has to do with this console, because this console was literal. It literally helped to shape not only the people and the gamers that we are today, but it was such a staple of our childhood and all the memories that we have. So, we really wanted to do it right. We talk a lot about N64 on this podcast, but I don't think it was enough, man. We really got to dive into it. Let's just go, man. What are your favorite things about the N64? Let's start with your number three.
1: My number three, I, I, I got. I had to go with the controller, and it, it, it's kind of funny. I, I say that because if you didn't grow up with the 64, if you just saw the 64, now you saw that controller. Oh, that's the ugliest controller I ever seen, Bubba. But we grew up with it. Like, I, I, I'm I, telling you, being born in the late 80s, late 80s, early 90s, I'm telling you, it's, it, it was literally the perfect pocket in time to kind of grow up with everything. And I, I just fell in love with, with the goddamn control. It, it's so different. It's one of the few Nintendo systems I ever even bought. I, I, besides, g- like, Game Boy, I have, Nintendo 64 is the last system I bought. Wow.
0: Really? You never owned a... No. Well, I guess not. I guess you wouldn't have owned a Wii.
1: Why would you have? Never did. You know, my my Sega caught fire. Then I think after that was, what, PlayStation? Then it was 64. Then I was always PS2, PS3, PS4, you know, whatever. Or PS5? Exactly. Wow. So, I mean, again, it was just so unique that it was a 64. The, the Like, the main one I went to is. I like
0: know, the controller. I like the three prongs. You know, you never, you're never playing with the analog. They took a chance. And, well, you're never playing with the analog and the D-pad. Like, every game, you you play with one or the other. So it's not like well, you're you playing Griffey. Yeah, that's true. It's not like you're really going back and forth that often between them. You can kind of hone in on the one. So, yeah. you know... True. I, I do. That's one of my favorite controllers of all time, strictly for how weird it is. And I, yep. I'm excited for the uh, the Nintendo Switch Online version, where it's got, like, the home button on the top, and they're adding the switch button functionality to the top and the back of it. I'm really excited. Uh the controller didn't make my list, but it is one of my absolute favorite things about the N64. My number 3 um matter of fact, it's a memory and it's me buying it. Um I remember that day so vividly. Number 1 because it was at Funco Land and that place mm. was such a staple. If you
1: don't know what that is, you're too young. Yeah, it
0: was GameStop before GameStop, man, and it was cooler than GameStop. Like, yeah, they jipped the fuck out of you on your trade in. Sh- like, probably so worse. everybody, probably worse than GameStop because there was no internet back then to like price chart it. You got fifty cents and you were happy for it with a Nintendo game. But my God, Funko Land, when that closed, it broke a piece of me, and like a piece of me left with it. And I loved it so much, and I went into Funko Land. It was the morning. Uh, and I went in with my money and my Nintendo. I traded in my NES and I've regretted it ever since. The NES I have now came from our friend Alan Santos. He sold it to me. It is not my childhood NES. We have my childhood SNES, but not my uh, regular Nintendo. I traded that in with all of my games. I regret it to this day. And I went home with two games with my N64. Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey and 1080 snowboarding. I didn't even buy Mario 64. My aunt and uncle had that and I had to borrow it before I actually purchased it. That and Diddy Kong racing, I actually bought together. So I just have very vivid, vivid memories of actually purchasing that console. I got the gray one with the gray controller. Eventually, you know, started trading my friends, my controller for their controller to get all the cool color combinations and stuff like that. You were the big, uh, see-through green guy. I was the big see-through purple guy. And, um, What a great memory of just just purchasing the console. It's one of the few memories I actually have of purchasing a console. It's, It's actually the only one I really have. I don't really have a very cool story or memory of purchase. Besides, I went into Target once and I bought a pink DS because I wanted one. And that's all I had left was pink. That's, yeah, that's the only thing I, I was I going to say
1: besides like PS5, PS4, I remember when the the first PS3 came out. I remember it was like Christmas time. I remember my dad put up like 200, I think it was like 200 bucks, 250. Then I had to like trade in my PS2, a bunch of games, and throw cash on top to get it. That's like the only system I can like yeah. remember. I remember getting my
0: back. PS2. My dad actually brought it home and surprised me. I was in the basement. He bought Madden 2000 and three PS1 games, Pong included oh, uh, I gotta love and, I, and we just i just was like holy shit ps2 i put in madden fell in love and then bought the skulls on dvd that's what i oh, remember Jesus about Christ. the ps2 but yeah that's my number three what's your number two
1: my number two it's got to be the four-player multiplayer
0: that's my number two a little bit I more mean, specific but it's around that yeah
1: again for me i'm you know i have, I have two sisters two half sisters whatever but it's like i never had like you know the younger brother to always like play like that guy you know like you know, growing up, you and your brothers—you guys always played you know two v two games. So when a four player came out, to have sixty four, all our friends had it. So whether we're playing Super Smash, we're playing GoldenEye tournaments, uh, we're playing Griffey, you know, or like Mario no matter Kart. what we played, it it brought everyone together. Like it was either we're at your house, we're in my house, we're in Pat's house, and that's like everyone just kind of rotated. So it it just kind of kept everyone together.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mine is also around the multiplayer. Mine is specifically uh, GoldenEye. Mm. um i have so many golden eye multiplayer on my mind like specific ones of my brother's friends would be over the house and i would go down and i would be the fourth player and i would beat them he's six years older than me or five years older than me so like when you're it's 97 um eight years old and they're teenagers it's pretty cool to kind of own a teenager that was, that was a pretty flexing memory on my brother. Uh, but I just have memories of that. I have memories of playing it in college. Um, even that was a decade ago, which is crazy to think, but like, Oh my gosh, thank you to Elijah Elliott. My, my childhood N64 was sold when I moved, uh, in 2005 and Elijah Elliott for my 21st birthday uh, 12 years ago, bought me an N64 with smash and six mario 64 and golden eye and both zeldas and conquers bad fur day and two controllers i don't know how much he spent but he just gave it to me in a brown box and i and i still have it to this day and i guy. thank him all the time for that because nowadays that shit would be thousand dollars uh to buy all <laughs> that shit so i don't know how much you spent but thank you but the multiplayer sessions keep your halo land parties give me pierce brosnan baby
1: Oh, okay. I can't argue that. And dude, it should be obvious, but number one is I, I just the memories. The memories that we made on the system. I mean, I, 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 I can't think of a game that I played more with friends with. You know, besides like Twisted Metal, besides like that game, like I, I think 60, everything that we played with our buddies, at least in park Parkway, at least run right here, was this N64 console. That was the game we played when we were growing up. Came out what, 96, 97? Like that was it was we were the perfect age for that.
0: 1996 in in uh, North America, yeah.
1: So we were seven, eight, nine years old. I mean, come on. Like that that's that was us growing up.
0: It's funny, every time you, me, Murph, Pino, whoever sit around and talk about uh playing video games when we were kids, you're right. Most of those games were on the 64. It was dude smash And, and, and even when we were
1: growing or... up having house parties where you Beer Palm, be upstairs the basement be like hey, if you want to play Mario Kart drinking game boom it's in the basement like, yeah. it, like it was always it never left
0: yeah Mario Kart Smash sixty four and and all of it and you're right my my number one is what a vivid memory I have of this you want to talk about a, a crazy childhood memory um, and it, it, it's Super Smash Brothers on sixty four more specifically I used to wipe my game data every time I turned the system off. I wanted to unlock the characters, the four hidden characters, every time I turned it on before we actually got to play. So Luigi, Jigglypuff, Ness, and Captain Falcon. That's how I learned about Earthbound. And Mother was through Super Smash Brothers. Um, that's how I learned about, really, Captain Falcon, too.
1: And probably why you got so good at unlocking the damn characters.
0: <laughs> is I did it every single yeah. time. And uh, the Ness was tough. A lot of people didn't actually even get to Ness. He was the hardest one to unlock. But those... Memories of unlocking those fighters before you even started to play the game kind of led me down the path of the best memory in gaming I have. And that is the summer of fifth grade going into sixth grade. Myself, Mike Sequoia and Dan Levan, two friends we had from the neighborhood we grew up in and are still in. uh, We used to play Smash while listening to DMX. We would do that in the morning. They would come over. And then at lunch, we would walk through the woods and we would go to Burger King. The Burger King in the Parkwood Shopping Center, which is now a Dunkin' Donuts. I would get a double hamburger Mighty Kids meal with an orange soda. And then from there, we would go to the Dairy Queen on the corner uh, of the Strip, which is now a a Philly pretzel factory. I would get a vanilla Blizzard with nerds. Yes, I had nerds in my ice cream and they broke the fuck out of my teeth. And then we'd go back and go swimming in my pool and play some more 64. And it was always smash every time. And Mike Sequoia, he was always Samus. And anytime we'd play on the Pokemon stage, Saffron City, uh, the door comes up, and a Pokemon comes out, and sometimes it could be Venusaur, and he would always say, Venustoice, and it would just crack us up for no reason. And that's just a vivid memory I have, and something that I'll always cherish, until I have dementia and cannot remember it anymore. And then you won't remember nothing. Nah, fuck that. It'll just be fleeting. But damn,
1: yo, do you feel old, though? 25 years.
0: <laughs> and, like. Some of the best. And that was 20 plus years ago. Man, the fifth grade going into sixth was about 20 years ago. Oh, my God. It was more than 20 years ago. Probably 21 years ago. What is, what is life? What is life? Who knows? Who knows?
1: We're getting old, was, bro.
0: That was our favorite things about the N64. And, of course, we're going to go down memory lane for that one. And uh, that, that console just means so much. Happy 25th
1: birthday, my old friend. And we both still have working consoles. That's right. Next up, we had Pokemon BDSP and Pokemon Legend trailers.
0: Yeah, we got two and a half minutes for BDSP, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and we also got two and a half minutes of Legends Arceus, which is arguably the more important one. I mean, like, we're getting... 100%. Let,
1: let's just be real. Let's, you know, come on, let's not fuck around.
0: We're getting the Gen 4 remakes. We got that. There's some cool stuff going on there. But really, everybody's intrigued by Legends Arceus, and, and that's the game that's introducing the new Pokemon, the new evolutions. That's the game that's unlike anything we've ever seen before from a Pokemon game, and so... That's really, you know, where I want to spend my time here. The BDSP trailer was fun. It's fine. Go check it out. It's on our Facebook page. But the Legends Arceus one, you know, it gave us a little bit more. You know, the parties and the boxes, when when you get your six Pokemon, that's going to be called a pasture now. There weren't PCs back then. So you couldn't send it to a PC. You sent it to a pasture. And when you go visit your pasture, all your Pokemon are going to be visible in there. So that's one little cool thing. Uh, Another cool thing is a new. Pokemon and one of my favorite, my second favorite Pokemon of all time, scyther has a new evolution, Cleaver. Well, it's really, it's Cleavor if you think about it. Yeah. What would you think?
1: I mean, it's it, it's different. I, I do like that they kind of picked like like they didn't pick like a hoot hoot or some <laughs> random ass like you know even though he's nocturnal or whatever. But was, they actually picked a cool Pokemon that he actually looks kind of decent. Yeah, it's a bug rock type for Cleavor. He's it's got bigger, bigger than ice cream or a trash can like it they went with scyther. They 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 there was a safe bet.
0: Vanilla, it's not ice cream, but that's okay. He looks like it. I'll give it to you. But you're right, Trubbish is trash. Uh both literally and figuratively. Um Cleavor has big axes for hands and people were like shitting on it like has got axes for hands. How can he like I'm like scyther has scythes scissor has don't die <laughs> like what are, what are you guys talking about like just you just say that you like the first ones because they're your nostalgia and you don't want to give the other ones a chance just say that that would be much more acceptable to me it's fine if that's the way you feel you know you don't have to like the new thing but just because it's new doesn't mean you have to hate it i i like it i don't love it i don't love it because I, bug rock is cool it's a cool dual type but like i hate when rock types just look like rocks Form into body parts, and that—that's always kind of annoyed me. It looks cool. I don't At like its, its color. You Haka show. I don't like its right exactly. I don't like his color scheme too too much. That's kind of off-putting to me. The the brownish. Maybe, maybe it'll grow on you. I'm sure it will when I catch the fucking thing. Uh, I like that it, it's part of a. It's called Noble Pokemon. So basically their bosses we're going to get overall bosses this is the the noble pokemon of the woods it was only level 18 so it makes me think it's the first pokemon um the first boss of the game because it's pretty low level and what i think is going to happen is we're going to have these noble pokemon that protect parts of the world i think we're gonna have eight of them and i think that that's going to be the eight gym type deal i think we're going to get eight new pokemon from this i don't think they're going to just have a new noble I don't know, a Noble Alakazam. I think it'll be a Noble, I don't know. I, Gengar. Some, okay. some <laughs> magic term. I, whatever. I think we're going to get eight new, yeah. brand new Pokemon from this, plus Weird Ear, which is a Pokemon you can ride, plus Basket Legion, the one you can ride, plus Sui and Bravery, Sui and Growlithe. So I think we could end up with eight plus maybe another eight evolutions or Hisuian forms we could get upwards of 15 16 brand new pokemon in this crazy legends not spinoff game because it's canon game here prequel i guess mm-hmm. i that gets me really excited the fact we're gonna have bosses um it looks just crazy
1: it looks so much better than the first trailer they gave us
0: i can't believe that that first trailer is even real compared to what we yeah getting
1: it, now. It, it is it is a night and day difference yeah
0: and it just looks like if you have been thinking about, hey, may, I want to switch kind like this is a game that's going to sell consoles. Simple as that. Yeah. I really believe that. Um, I think it's going to shock a lot of people. That's that's what I'm at. I, I think this game's going to be phenomenal, and I can't wait. And this is in a year of God of War and Horizon and oh all these other God. banger games that we're going to have to decide which one we like the best at the end of the year, and it's going to be a very
1: difficult decision. Yeah, that that that's next year's problem.
0: January 29th cannot get here soon enough. Let's just say that. Legends Arceus, I cannot fucking wait for you. Come, please. Come, come. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar baby.
1: (laughs) Reminder that on August 5th... How about October? Or on October 5th, (laughs) we're getting a 40-minute presentation with the final Smash character.
0: The final ever Smash Ultimate character. It was in the Nintendo Direct, but I wanted to bring uh um, a little bit of extra attention to it because by this time next week on episode 254 we're gonna have the recap of the final smash character i just wanted to not get that lost in the direct and i've said before i think master chief would be my pick for who i think it would be and i've sat on it and i've thought about it and i'm like
1: it's still master chief i don't think so probably not
0: I Crash and Master Chief are my two. That's who I would want, right? Pie in the Sky. Master Chief is my one. Crash is my 1A, maybe two, who I really think it could be. And I wouldn't be disappointed. It's just not who I would want. And a lot of people would want this, this guy here. I think Sora from Kingdom Hearts, the main character who wields the Keyblade.
1: Oh, wow. That makes good Thought, dude, that's, a good, that's a good guess.
0: I really think that he will be or could be the character. Um, you want to get like hype, you get a partnership with Disney. You get a partnership with Square Enix, with Final Fantasy. You get unlimited potential for the final character. The biggest problem I would have with it being Sora, which I would be cool with the character, but he wields the Keyblade, which is a sword. And ultimately, it's just another person with something that resembles a sword. And I think we've just had too much of that, that I would love something maybe like Master Chief with a gun or maybe crash with a spin attack, something we just don't have a lot of. And that's why I almost would want those other two characters.
1: Yeah. No, no. It, it, it makes sense. I, I, like we said before, please. Like even when before, Dante's in
0: it, right? He is now a me costume, so I would think he's out. But his okay. moveset would be amazing with the gunplay that he could bring.
1: Yeah, but again, even like it's a sword. I, I I love the rebellion. I love his sword, but it's like, come on, give, give us something different. Come he on.
0: would at least have guns and a sword. Like, think about Bayonetta. She brought so much different to the table because of her gunplay. I don't know. I, if you were to ask me, number one, who I think it will be, will be Sora. Number two is Master Chief. Number three is Crash. And you would almost flip that uh, for yeah. who I'd want. But Master Chief would be at the top. Just come back in a week. We'll know. It's probably somebody from a franchise we didn't expect. It's probably a fucking (laughs) Fire If Dude, if it is, I'm not going to record next week. I'm not. (laughs) I just, I don't have it in me. That's simple as that. I don't want to do it. Uh, But in all seriousness, look forward to that next week, 254. We're going to have a recap. It's a 40-minute presentation on October 5th. And we're going to know the last fighter for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, a four, uh, almost four-year journey coming to a close. Masahiro Sakurai, take a vacation, brother. Sit back, drink a beer, enjoy yourself. You've earned it. I'm so excited. Cannot wait to find out who this will be.
1: PlayStation has now officially acquired Bluepoint Studios.
0: And when they acquired that Sony Japan accidentally sent the tweet that said, Sony welcomes Bluepoint to the family. And everybody's was like, well, the cat's out of the bag there. And we even talked about it. like It was an official tweet that they then deleted. So we had pretty confident that... Uh, it was going to happen, and now it has. They announced it Thursday, today, the 30th of September. The team behind the Demon Souls remake for PlayStation 5, the Shadow of the Colossus remake for PS4, the best remake developer in the world, who was already working exclusively with Sony, is now owned by Sony. Here's the twist. Instead of the much-anticipated or much heavily-rumored Metal Gear Solid or Silent Hill remake that was supposed to be coming from Bluepoint, They've said it's going to be an original game now, so I'm excited to see what that looks like. Wow! Blue Point makes the best remakes in the game. I don't know what they're going to do. So, so they
1: time. only did two remakes so far.
0: No, they've done a bunch, but those are the two most notable. Okay, because I
1: seen. only they only highlighted two in that presentation.
0: Yeah, they're the most notable. Okay, okay. yeah,
1: but and they were sure. beautiful. I mean, I, you can't, can't lie about that.
0: And Demon Souls has now sold over a million copies, so it's not like they just wow. fall on deaf ears. So i am so excited for this i almost kind of wish they stuck to doing remakes i know that's kind of selfish i wish it was a metal gear solid remake i would love to finally get into that franchise but you know that's wishful thinking we'll see what they pull up from an original standpoint i don't think we're going to hear about this game for at least another year um but we'll see yeah we'll see when it does come uh what that looks like and uh congratulations to blue point and congratulations to sony
1: Naughty Dog confirms it is working on a Last of Us multiplayer game.
0: Factions for The Last of Us Part 2 is coming. We kind of mm-hmm. figured that. Now we know it. The Last of Us day was this past weekend. They all but confirmed it. They, oh, They did confirm it. They, they did. Yep. They said, we are working on a multiplayer game. We have nothing to share now. I would expect mid-2022 that one will be out as well. The rumored new Twisted Metal game may have found its developer. And that is on the shoulders of the people. We've made fun of it forever. Destruction All-Stars. Ha ha ha. But now it might be the developer. The team that did Destruction All-Stars might be the team behind this Twisted Metal remake, refresh, whatever. think that's fine. So,
1: we, so we, we don't know if it's a remake. We don't know if it's a completely new game.
0: No, we don't know shit about it. But I think that's fine if the team, I can't remember their name. Just uh, as
1: long as I know there's a chance, I'm happy.
0: Uh, uh, can't remember the name of the team. They're British based or UK based team. Uh, Lucid maybe uh, who did destruction. All stars. Now destruction. All stars was a joke. They didn't sell well. It tried to be Fortnite with car combat, but the car combat was really good. So the core mechanics of the game, they did a really good job on. So if they were to put that twisted metal coat of paint on what they did with destruction, I think that we could be in business with a good solid core game here. I think the fun thing to think about, Of this rumor that dropped and IGN corroborated the story is it could be free to play, which could be weird and crazy. And I hope not just a cash grab. That would suck if it's just microtransactions out my ass. I got to pay for 15 sweet tooth costumes. No, I fucking don't. And I fucking won't. Part of my language.
1: Marvel's Avengers is now on Game Pass
0: and on my Xbox. So I'll let you know how that is uh maybe god bless you maybe i mean this was my most anti i can't like hide behind it it's on record this was my most anticipated game to play in 2020 i very quickly backed off of that when i saw a trailer you but the
1: fastest shit
0: i did i did but it's, it's on record that i said it so it's i had to try it eventually i said maybe one day and now that one day has arrived uh It's on my Xbox, but what can I say? I'm going to hate it, but I'll try it. It's fucking, you know, it's not free. I pay for Game Pass, but it's included,
1: so I'll try it. And the last story we have in gaming, the 2021 Game Awards will happen on December 9th.
0: So that is a Thursday night, so a night we record. So we'll figure that out. That's a future Greg and Sam problem. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be. Live. It's going to be an in-person event at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. So Jeff Keighley, obviously, is his, this is his baby. We're going to get reveals. That's where I thought the final Smash Fighter was going to be revealed. It's not. So that's kind of cool uh, that it's something else. Nintendo's always there. Sony's always there. Microsoft will have, especially because it's the Microsoft Theater. That'll have a big presence. It's the day after Halo Infinite launches, December 8th for Halo Infinite. So I wonder what they're going to have up their sleeve because halo infinite will surely somehow be at this show it'll be one day old um but yeah look forward to that an in-person event which we just don't get a lot of these days so excited for that uh in the other section donkey kong is coming to super mario world with it's getting its own theme park in 2024 its own little section of it finally cuz it was supposed to be Super Nintendo World not Super Mario World it was supposed to have a lot of Nintendo representation right now it's been all Mario nice to see DK getting his own little uh, thing here in 2024 it's 3 years away but whatever i'm excited
1: yeah I remember they bought the land a few years ago and it's just that 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 whole area it's freaking humongous it like there's no way you could do both it, it would be it would be a fortune to do both
0: reports came out that this was supposed to happen next year but obviously with covid a couple yeah. year delay here and and so I'm excited to get on a plane to Japan. Um, never. So,
1: Maybe when you hit the lottery and you could drop 25,000. In, 000, in right?
0: 2030, when it comes to Florida, I'll drive <laughs> down there. I'll take a train. I'll I'll be at Super Nintendo World sometime in my lifetime. Hell, I got two kids now. Maybe I'll just wait till they get older. And uh, selfishly, it'll be for me, but I'll tell them it's for them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a win-win.
0: <laughs> Sam, bring us home with your weekly WADA.
1: Okay. Weekly WADA is a game that... Basically, okay, story time. I sent Wada about a year ago uh, my God of War copy, sealed copy. Um, they got back to me about a month or so ago, basically saying um, we believe this is resealed. So you can either. Oh yeah. So I, I told you, I told Dom. I, I was, I was mortified. I, I was disgusted. I, I wanted, I was ready to throw out the game and. Everybody, so was,
0: listen to this. It's worth the listen. I promise. No.
1: It, it it just sucks. Again, it's just like, you know, you buy a comic, you take the chance, you buy it raw, you get it graded. Sometimes it may come back purple. Later. It may be some color touch pages, may be trimmed. Well, guess what? In gaming, there's your risk as well. People who do their own resealing. It looked pretty damn good to me. It looked like it was a first party Y seem to myself. Um, Obviously, it was not when Wada hit me with that email. I almost fell off my chair. And disgusted because God of War is one of my favorite franchises of all time. It's the first one of the series. So after being disgusted, they email me say, "Hey, we have one of two options. We can just not not obviously bill you this, just charge to get it graded. We can just mail it to you back as is, or send us twenty five dollars and we'll open it up and we'll grade it as CIB." I talked to Dom. Dom, what do you think? He goes, Ah. I wouldn't do why 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 you know why spend the extra money? I was like, well, I'm pot committed. You know, think I'm thinking of poker terms. I'm pot committed with $25 more dollars. You know, at least if I get it great at CIB, maybe I get lucky, it comes back a nine eight, and I can throw that at auction or get a good price back.
0: Which is complete in box
1: for all, all of our friends. Yeah. So I'm I'm just disgusted because I bought it, it was sealed. I, I and I I contacted eBay because I bought the game on eBay. Since the sale happened over a year ago because Wada was so backed up. And the tier I had was Turbo. It took them a, uh, basically a year to goddamn look at the goddamn thing. So, you know, I'm frustrated at that. But at the same time, I'm frustrated at myself. I'm, you know, when I bought it, I was just kind of you know, getting back into the graded games. Maybe I was like, hey, well, I was stupid. Maybe I missed something. So I'm disgusted. So I'm like, all right, the graded CIB. It's, they still have it. I didn't get it back yet. So I don't know the grade or nothing. So I'm scrolling on eBay as I always do. And I, I stumble upon this copy. It's a 9-6. A plus seal rating, and I, I look at it, I'm like, you know what, I I, I guy has it for a price. I throw a couple best offers. He winds up accept accepting my second one. I'm thrilled. I text Dom. Yo Dom, I just sent him a picture of the game Dominator Comics on IG. He's he's the freaking he knows his shit. I said, Dom, what's the most you would pay for this? He said X amount. I said good because that's the exact amount I paid for it. So a, a little bit that I kind of had to pay twice for it, um, but since it was already graded by Watt, it was a little bit more. But it was a lot less than what it's going for in, in, in auction houses. Whether you're talking about Golden, whether you're talking about Heritage, them sales are still high for God of War. This is a 9-6, A-plus, first-party Y-seam. This is the first game in the God of War series, developed by Santa Monica Studio, directed by David Jaffe, written by Mary Ann Croswick, music composed by Gerald Marino, and cover artist by Charlie Wynn. This is the second print. Of the God of War franchise, you you know that by because it doesn't have number one. It doesn't have the Sony security strip up top that you'll see most PlayStation two games have. Another reason you can tell that it's still the second print that there's no Dolby Pro Logic two on the second print that didn't come in until the third print. Another way to tell is God of War first and second print of where the text God of War, it's a non glow text. But if you look at the third print that has the Dolby Pro Logic, you you can kind of see it's like it's a glow in the God of War text of the game. There are like the clear ways to tell a first print, second print, third print. Um, I, I forget the guy's name, IG, who I got that info from, but it, it, it's good info to know for a guy coming in video games. You know, obviously, I, I can't afford the first print. I think the cheapest I seen first print was like nine grand, and I refuse to spend nine thousand dollars on the first print of God of War. I'd rather settle for my second print nine six a plus seal again i'm a playstation guy god awards one of the best franchise i felt like i owned every other one sealed hopefully they're still waiting for one more to for water to look at god forbid they messaged me again i'm gonna i'm a heart attack but i, I felt like I, I owed it i i would i would have regretted it if i didn't get this game when i did because now there's there's no copies that i've i've seen for the second printer any price that's actually fair everything is astronomical i Obviously, we know you love God of War. I love God of War. Glad it's finally back in my collection. Sealed.
0: Everybody, that'll do it for episode 253. Uh, the next couple weeks are going to be nuts from uh, freaking Super Monkey Ball, Metroid Dread impressions, Switch OLED drops in a week. And I have that. So I'm getting that. So I have impressions of that. We got the Venom. We got No Time to Die. We got a ton of movie, as many Saints impressions. So like. From a what did we think of this standpoint, my gosh, you're going to get our feedback and thoughts on a ton of stuff coming up over the next few weeks. So this is a great time to continue to listen to the pod. We cannot wait to do it. Thank you, everybody, for coming along for the ride for Episode 253. We'll see you next
1: week for Episode 254. Well, the Phillies suck.